Welcome back to that talking thing. I'm Kim. I'm Jason. This is episode 13, season two. And we have some business topics. Later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about A-B testing, if that's your jam. But first up. We're going to talk about freemium business models. And if should every membership site have a freemium model? Yeah. What is a freemium model, Jason? Oh, freemium is when you have a paid product, but you give away something for free first. It could be as simple as a free trial. I've seen people talking about free trials as being freemium. But more often, there's a free version of something that is limited in some way. Uh, but you kind of capture people and then they have to upgrade. There's all kinds of like MailChimp has a free plan, but when you use it a lot, then you have to upgrade. Um, specific, specifically, it was kind of a shower thought for me that, you know, our membership product is freemium. And I also had this thought that like we, I was, it was as simple as like, we should write a blog post or have a video about the freemium business model and how it applies to membership sites. And I started thinking, I was like, should every single membership site have a freemium version? And sometimes it's obvious, like, yes, like a podcast, there's a free podcast and a premium podcast. And that's your, you know, or like you membership, uh, but sometimes it's a little more subtle. Like it, you, your blog posts are free, but you, the stuff you actually pay for is your premium. Like, so even if you don't have like a free product, almost every business is putting like free content out into the world. So I was trying to wrap my head around this and figure out how we could explain it to our customers. Patrick shared a tweet recently from Nathan Berry, founder of ConvertKit. It was, you know, an audience is like a business hack. Like one of the best uh, things oh, yeah. to have in your pocket when you're starting a new business, like just a, a runway to being more successful because you've created an audience and that's what people use freemium for. Yeah. A way to create an audience that's willing just enough to give you some personal information, willing to commit just enough to liking your stuff for some small downloadable PDF for some access to something and you can later market to them. So kind of the goal for us, we do open source everything, but for freemium on our site, you need to create an account to access documentation. Yeah. That's really the only thing free people get is documentation. Yeah. Or you can get the plugin for free. We serve a version of the plugin for some. download. But I guess I was for, thinking like a generic membership site. If we're writing this blog post, is it like the title could be like, you have to have a free, would we, we had like stats on this. How many of our members had free? And when it was Patrick like did the research, or had it was an overwhelming majority had a free membership level and were priced at a monthly payment under okay. $30. Yeah, yeah. Was the most. So free was already popular. So maybe this is not news to folks. Like, hey, you have to. But, oh, but, oh, the other motivation for this, remember when we're in person at booths, at conferences, there's this order of conversation where they say, what do you do? It's a membership plugin for WordPress. And what is, what does that mean? Like you could charge for access to content and then it's, uh, what does it cost? But it's free. And like, how do you make money? Or, or they say like, can you use it even if you're not charging for access? Yes. Our, our, our membership plugin is called paid memberships pro. So it's kind of, we have to say, Hey, it's okay. If it's free, you know, figure out like a nice way to include that message. I think some of the app updates we're doing in the workflow is like, is this a free level? But, but I thought like we should just recommend if they don't have a free level, they, like, hey, you don't have free great level, one. Yeah, great one, sorry. But I think people don't realize that they could use a membership site with a free level only as a lead gen for other services, for other products, right. for workshops delivered in person or virtually, for events mm -hmm. coordinated, uh, for coaching, for things that 
you know, they, they might see the membership site and say like, oh, that's like a paid thing. People, I don't want to get paid that way. My product has to be direct sold. My product has to be um, price configured based on, you know, the audience I'm, I'm serving with my coaching skills. But what could you segment off as a freemium version to get people interested mm -hmm. and get them like a minor version, experience version of your product? Yeah. We were brainstorming videos um, this morning, me and Mandy. Okay. And I said, how cool would it be if we collected a bunch of people's videos saying like, what's your hobby? And we'll design a membership for it. We'll design, we could design a freemium membership. We could design yeah. multi-level membership products. So we could get videos of people saying, you know, I make yeah. handmade wood crafts for my family. Every Christmas, I make the new ornament for the tree. Mm -hmm. And then we could brainstorm yeah. three business models they could make. That's fun. For it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder, I was thinking like this really like Mr. B style, give someone a business instead of like give them a car, give them a business. Mm -hmm. It's a little scary though, because we used to do that for people who sought us out and paid us and they still were like wouldn't do anything and you're like you wanted a business you're like yeah but i have to work um tough interesting do you think freemium works mm -hmm. best when you start with it from the get-go like we i think people over architect their membership site design too much design for some end price level they want some end like active right. level they want do you think freemium makes the most sense at the like getting started stage or how do you tack on free sometimes it's like just get something out there and get email addresses, which is, I think, Nathan Barry's point, too, is, oh, it, I'm writing a book. It's going to take a year. And you're like, well, in the meantime, write, like, the first chapter and put it out there and get an email address in exchange or something like that. I didn't read that specific tweet, but I'm imagining. It was That was all it was. Oh, okay. Just it's, like, <clears throat> a business hack. Yeah. An yeah. audience already. Make sure you're, yeah. So finding ways to build audience. And there's, like, a social media version of it getting follows. But email is still just king. Um, hmm. So it's like thinking about some people, it's interesting. Some people maybe they're turned off by freemium, but if you explain it, hey, like it's not what you think it is. It's not always giving away something for free. It's like giving them content, giving them, you know, service, having hourly, you know, um, streams and videos where they can reach you. But if you want more. So you could really add a free level to an existing monetized membership. Yeah. It wouldn't deplete the value of your monetized membership. Hopefully your members, you could hide it from them. You would present it in a way that it's, you know, the light version or just the step, get your foot in the door kind of thing. Yeah. And it's like trying to cast a wider net mm -hmm. to find people. I don't know. Maybe we got to keep shaping. We know for our own product, people who sign up for free versus people who sign up at the paid level so automatically. This is a segue. Let's go. Oh, okay. People sign up for free <laughs> versus sign up for paid, they automatically... What? Well, the who enters at the free level and the paid level. Oh. So uh, if you have a freemium level, don't mistake the fact that you'll like, lose out on paid sales, that some number of people are only willing to start at free. And some, even when we present a free level on our own product site, right. some number of people, I think it's 55% of people's last we assessed many years ago, yeah. was would, would start right at a paid level. So they skip over yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. People will skip over free. I just free. found that stat. So of all paid signups, half of them didn't have a free level first. Prior, yeah. Yeah. Um, and something like 4% of free users will upgrade within three months and maybe up to 10, like over the course of some. Some people will stay at free percent. forever. Yeah, which is. Because we don't limit okay. it too much. It's kind of, yeah. yeah. You want. I think most membership sites, the free version would be more limited 
the access would be more limited. If you were a course site, you couldn't find the course any other way than being a paid member yeah. of it. But there's a free version of the course that's the first yeah, like X lesson. Or, yeah. The excerpt. Yeah. You know, the first five minutes of the videos for page it's one of the workbook. I think that would be the challenge just to reverse it is like what business model would like having a free version hurt? Because it almost seems like you're only going to get people's attention and potentially get customers. Like it seems like there's limited downside. We probably just have to think it through more. I know with we, like um, dating sites do like women are free, men are paid. Yeah. Kinds of that's things. Fun. There's that's so not many technically fun. freemium, yeah. is it? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. That's um, <laughs> what it, like pricing based on the, the audience. Demand pricing. Yeah. <laughs> We met, we actually, we started a segue, but we missed it. Our next topic was about A-B testing. So this free versus paid comes up in our A-B testing we're doing or, um, but, uh, I feel like we talked about this on the podcast before. Now that I'm bringing it up again, I'm having deja vu, but that is, oh, so an A-B test is you, for example, have a headline, let's try a different headline and see if it's better or not. And how do you know if it's better? You want to track some kind of conversion rate. And so do we want to track the paid conversion rate or the free conversion rate? Um, cause we're kind of seeing that in some of the stats from our pricing plan changes is it's, a, it's still a little early. It's, there's all kinds of factors, but it's like, oh, like paid sales have gone down, but free sales have gone up, but we're trying to figure out, well, how much do we make, you know, if, you know, so many percentage of free people eventually pay, maybe that makes up the gap, you know, when, when the, the more free eventually upgrade or something like that. So. But I think going into the A-B test, we have to pick one. And I actually, that's, maybe that's like, we have to just pick that in general. Like as our business model, hey, we have free stuff, but our website kind of funnels into the free or the paid plan. Or is it, hey, funnel into the free plan and that's on us to get them to upgrade better. Which I don't think we've been historically great at converting the, no. the free people to paid. I think they are stuck at the free level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would rather A-B test the entry at paid level, because I think that our competitors that don't have a free version, mm -hmm. they have a benefit because I firmly believe that once a person has committed to buying something, they're also more emotionally committed to being successful with it. And I, right. we've talked about that before. You right. and I have just talked if about you that. first, yeah. you kind of. There's like ego, you've made a decision, you, yeah. you know, shown that you believe so much to give your credit card to it. When you buy something for free, you aren't motivated to necessarily so activate it. You might have misspoke. So do you think we should focus on paid customers because they're better? We should focus we on A-B tests that optimize for entering at the paid level, not paid entering level. at okay. the free level. Yeah. Yes. Or as a business decision, we could say, hey, we're going for market share. Like that's what's, and like the fact that our free product is better than everyone else's paid product is kind of like our secret sauce. It's our, our marketing angle that, you know, is like we're, the judo that we're doing, we're not hitting them direct on. We're hit, you know, if you compare our paid plans, they seem kind of similar. Or, but our free plan is so much, they don't even have one. And our free plan says good or better than their paid plan. So it's like leaning into that and maybe the, take a hit on revenue if we have to, but like go for market share long term. I don't know. It's maybe just a business decision. Maybe we have to make the business decision and then the A B testing is clear. Like, okay. what actually, what we we used to do this with customers where they, um, you know, their homepage, they'd have the slider and it's like, call us or email us or download this or do this. And I was like, which one do you want them to do? And they're like, I want, realistically, realistically, I want them to call me. It's like, all right, put the call me front and center. And that's what you focus on, you know? And then you, you can have catch, you know, if they didn't take that call out, you know, if they didn't call, you know, at the bottom of the page or something, it's like, okay, maybe you're not the type of person who calls. You can also contact us. 
these ways. I don't, yeah. So, but it's like, hey, money, money the market share question is why I asked you, and this is something we don't know, what percentage of people come to our site, make a decision to join at paid or free, but have already installed our yeah. plugin on their WordPress site. And we don't know that. If we yeah. knew that, then I would, I would say market share is unrelated to how people buy on our site or it's not directly related. People signing up for free on our site. If I knew that 10% of them already had it installed, my gut is telling me 99% of them already have it installed, but I might be wrong. Um, I don't know that people are, I think people are overwhelmingly discovering us through their admin of their WordPress site. Right. Okay, so or user, they come to our site and they skip right the page because they've been using our free plan without logging in for a while. Yeah. I don't, yeah, we'll have to estimate that. We'll get, when we do like some more um, in-app data, we can track like in cross-reference. I mean, long-term market share is related to the success of the businesses built on our platform mm -hmm. because we could be the product that people use to try to start a business. And if they keep trying and failing, then yeah. we're always just getting these entrepreneurs who have like a six month to burn out on their right. business idea. But the people that are willing to pay from the get-go potentially have more of a commitment to their It's a really business. good indicator that they're more serious. You know, they are at least funded to some extent. Yeah. And, Whether it's uh, funded wait, through an overdrawn account or not. I want to get a couple minutes. I want to back yeah. up. You said you wish you knew. So the 50-50 stat doesn't feel good enough because you're like some of those paid people weren't on our site yet, but they were probably using the product. Mm-hmm. You'd rather have a more accurate number. Like why, why? How does that help you make decisions? If you know, for example, that it's 75% of people who check out for paid levels already have, are using the product, or 25% are already using the product, how would you ch change? Because free on our site is an email address, right? Yeah. And we do that to get their email address so we can convert them later. And so they get documentation access. Okay. When people are already using the platform. I get why it's different, but why yeah. does it matter? I would get, when I look at the stats, I'm like, it's probably about the same. We have as many free users as there are like site installs on WordPress.org. So I'm guessing like some large majority of people who use our product eventually goes their email address. And it's 50-50 whether they give us for a free account first or for a paid, paid account. Paid. Well, actually, I mean, we have way more free than paid, but of the paid, of the people who end up paying eventually, you know, they either jump the paid or... or I think free. if they're already it's using kind of, it. It's trying to help us like yeah. get our, figure out our messaging on the homepage. If you're saying like, you're already using PM Pro, but here's the stuff you're going to get. Then, but if you're saying like PM Pro is this new thing, I thought that's where you're going to, then the messaging is going to be different. Like they're not even using it. They don't know already. If they don't even know yet. Yeah. yeah. It's like, are you stuck? That's like a big thing. Like people are reaching out to us because they have a prop. I think if they're already using it, then we should be convincing them to pay to get the add-ons. They already okay. are kind of bought in. Yeah. But I think the people who haven't even had it yet, it's hard to sell them on paid. Right. It's, yeah. And I don't think there's that much a value. Plan. Like we, sh we should find a way to like let people use it for free first before they pay. And we should just do a better job of upgrading. That feels like the right business plan. But we're we also like upgrading. a lot of time. Yeah. Well, we're, this is, we're getting into this. Uh, yep. Time's up though. So we'll have to continue this conversation some other time. Okay. It's good things to work on. Tough. It's Thanks. tough. Thanks for listening. <laughs>